When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I've never no, been won't. so excited no, to be no, here no, on a no. Monday morning. No, I think no, I've no, batted no, a thousand. No. Don't do that. What? Don't be that guy, by the way. Uh, a thousand. Don't Perfect. be the guy that goes Undefeated. out of their way when they get something right to mean? just make sure that that person understands uh-huh. 35 times before it's even 10 a.m. Right. that you got something right. I got them all right. I didn't get something right. I got them all right. You know, the and funny, this is talk radio, so I'm going to take my victory lap. The funny thing is, I honestly actually don't even know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what... <laughs> I really genuinely don't. The UCLA one, that one, that's I was the right about one. that. I was right about the Rams. I was mm-hmm. right about USC. I was just basically everything. Just exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. I was right about the Dodgers. You were wrong about the Rams because they barely, they didn't two cover. Out. They I didn't said, cover. I said, what I said was, let's okay. just move on to Tampa that's Bay. number one. Because they're going to be 2-0. and oh, Number and, one. Oh, since you brought up the picks, I won the week in the picks. I mean, it really. I couldn't. It could have gone any worse. Moving for me. forward, I'm the baseball guy. I'll explain <laughs> what I mean by that. We'll do that uh-huh. a little bit later. We got a lot to get to. We're gonna give away a million dollars potentially. That's uh, that's forget the million dollars. Uh huh. We're giving away tickets to Rams Tampa. That's better than a million dollars. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. If I give you tickets to the Rams in Tampa Bay, you give me a million bucks since you value that more. When I heard Morales doing the promo, he's like. We're giving you a chance to win a million bucks. And by the way, Rams Tampa. That's all I that's all I kind of focused in on. Yeah, there, there's a lot going on. So, it, I, I mean, my, the picks like we talked about, we, we have a lot to get to. Let's start mm-hmm. with what we saw yesterday with the Rams. And like you said, I I had moved past Indy just kind of, hey, let's get ready for Tampa. Game. I was actually let's see Tom closer. Brady. Mm-hmm. It was a close game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all kidding aside, I think it was a really good win for the Rams because they didn't play great. They they played okay. They didn't play terribly, but they just played kind of okay. They made a couple of really big mistakes, I thought. They went on the road, and in the NFL, winning games is hard. Winning the road on the road is particularly difficult, and they still found a way to win. I left that feeling pretty good about where the Rams are. So it's interesting. It's kind of one of those games, uh, by the way, Rams now 37-0. and when leading at halftime since 2017. Obviously, that's so under incredible. Sean McVay. Uh, you see that kind of glaring stat there. I, I thought it was an okay game. I, I think if – kind of best way to describe this. In the NFL, if you can just get a win, especially on the road, you freaking grab it and mm-hmm. you move on. I mean, use Seattle as an example yesterday, even though that wasn't a road game. They lost a game they should have won. Um, and in the NFC West, you can't really let games slip through the cracks. And even though I thought yesterday's game, there were a couple different chances that you thought Rams might not win this game. Couple- Did you ever really think that? Because um, I, there, there were a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, this is much closer than I thought it was going to be. This is more uncomfortable than I thought it was going to be. But for me, Al, as I'm watching it, it never occurred to me, hey, they might lose this. It's, miscue, this may go down to the last minute, but I never thought they were going to lose. The miscue in the end zone on the punt mm-hmm. – I think for a second there, you're like, can they freaking lose this game? I think it was more like, is it possible that they can lose this game? But something, you know, and, and you could point to this doing the game yesterday um, with Kirk Morrison. We look at Matt Stafford through such a magnifying glass right now. Everything he does, 
every you know every snap, every decision that he makes. This is your quarterback. This is your star quarterback. He's not going to lose games for you. He actually can take you in a predicament where you need a drive from him, late-game situation. He could deliver for you. I thought he did that yesterday. Yeah, he, he was great. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. If you want to participate on the show with us today, you know how to do it. It's the Dr. Pepper call-in line, the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. It, Matt Stafford, and look, I promise, I'm going to make this promise to you because yeah. I know Kirk, Kirk is already over it with me. Okay. You haven't had to deal with it quite as often as Kirk has in this regard, but Kirk is over it. And I promise Kirk that I'm going to get by it by at least week three or four, but I, we're only in week two. I'm going to stop making the comparisons to Goff eventually. We're going to get to see Jared Goff tonight on Monday Night Football, and it's going to bring back a lot of familiar feelings, not all of them positive. But when I'm watching Matt Stafford play quarterback last night, there or yesterday afternoon, there there were a couple of moments where I instantly flashed on, oh, Goff couldn't have done that. And there there were two really important moments. There was one where the 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 rush is crashing down on him and he just throws the ball out of bounds. Just throws nothing extraordinary, but that half a second longer that you hold it is when it gets knocked out, is when it's on the ground, it's when you give your opponent a short field. Matthew Stafford didn't do that. Okay. The other one was there was a throw in the first quarter to Van Jefferson, just a little 15-yard little in, and he let it go like he was Max Scherzer. It was a rocket that nearly knocked Van Jefferson over. He, it had high-level velo, and it was into a window about the size of about three footballs, and it whistled in there, a nice tight little spiral. That ball would still be in the air with Jared Goff. We'd still be waiting for that ball to arrive. Now, Jared Goff has a strong, but it doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. All of those things. There was just a couple of moments. That right there. That right there is why he's here and why the other guy's in Detroit. So, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I leading up to the season, I kept like, I, enough of the Goff stuff. Not just you, just in general, right? There are just conversations being out there. I think it was, what was it, Sports Illustrator's Peter King maybe two weeks ago mm-hmm. all but said that, hey, Jared Goff's just not that smart of an individual. Like just, you know, in, in his article – but I get it, too. I get why you're going to keep referencing to what you had over the last couple of years because that's the main change. When you change quarterbacks in the NFL, it's everything. And pay a high price to do it. And, and so you you spend a lot of time making comparisons. Now, I don't think there's much of a comparison. I do think that as the season progresses, the conversation would become less and less about Jared Goff and more about, okay, no question. Stafford made this mistake or Stafford was huge during this drive and led to this or whatever the case is. But, you know, overall, two games in, you're 2-0. and I think they've done what they're supposed to do. I don't think it's been anything overly impressive or overthink- uh, overly crazy, but I think at the same time, that's just because you have expectations for the Rams are going to be different than most other teams. I-, I think it's been better than just okay. I thought that the way that they looked in the opener against the Bears was about as good as you could ask for. In, in your first game of the season, not having played any preseason games, not having done anything in camp that- to simulate game action other than a couple of joint practices, which are you know a really poor facsimile of a real game, mm-hmm. to go in there and look as crisp as they did against the Bears, I thought they looked really good. On the road is difficult. On the road in a 10 a.m. game as a West Coast team 
is difficult. Mm-hmm. On the road for the first time all year is difficult. The Colts, while 0-2, are not a terrible team. I don't think they're a great team, but they could win their division. Mm-hmm. The, lo- looking at them with the defense that they have, they could win that division. So I think that they're in a pretty good spot. I get it. The Bears probably aren't going to the playoffs. The Colts may or may not go. The big one's coming up against Tampa on Sunday. But I, I give it a little more credit than you do. Having seen what I've seen and having seen the way that the quarterback looks, the defense reminds me a lot of what they had with Wade Phillips a couple of years ago, which they give up big plays, they give up a ton of yardage, but when it's time to get off the field, they almost always do. We, um, we said this prior to these first two games. I think there was this, okay, hey, we just want to see how things go. Can we just get things started? Obviously, preseason, you're not going to be playing all your main guns. But I think now is when things get interesting for the Rams. Now I think we could start really kind of taking a look. Let me just give you an example. This weekend, you you get a chance to play Tampa. Tampa, you know, you've mentioned, even though that score looked so lopsided yesterday, it was actually a closer game than the score indicated. But these next three weeks... You play the Ram or you play uh, Tampa. Tampa. You got Arizona in Inglewood, mm-hmm. and then you're on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. That to me, Trav, now is where I have an incredible amount of curiosity on the Los Angeles Rams. And I think now you're going to play opponents that no, they can smack them right back in the face, even if the Rams are playing good football. Yeah, we got a lot of Rams to get into. I want to talk more about Matt Stafford relative to Jared Goff. I want to talk about that defensive miss, or I should say, special teams miss. There, there's a lot to get there, but I, I can't hold it in any longer. What you you what was it? It's ten oh five. Yeah, it takes you this long to tell me I was exactly right about UCLA. That this is exactly what was going to happen. That because it's happened every year for forty years, that it was going to happen again this year. That I was paying attention. No credit at all. Top fun, uh, twenty-five standings. <laughs> Let me take a quick look here. The Associated Press. Right now, if I'm correct, UCLA still number twenty-four, still right in the mix <laughs> yeah, there. They yeah, they're they're still looking still top great. twenty-five. Uh huh. Uh huh. They're gonna look. They're gonna win some games. They're gonna they're they're gonna win some games. Okay, but this is what they do. I'm gonna go even further. Fresno State, the powerhouse of Fresno State, uh-huh. they're number 22 in the country. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if you really no, think of this, Trav, this year's Bruin team is different. This, this is gonna go down as one of the tougher challenges. This uh-huh. past weekend game against Fresno State, we're gonna remember s- Saturday. The Pac-12 a deeply sucks this year. We'll get into that at some point. But Al. I've watched UCLA football for a long time. I was with a friend of mine this weekend, and he says, Trav, I, th- I think UCLA's really good this year. I said, Greg, you know they're going to lose tonight, right? No, th- this team's different. Greg, you know they're going to lose tonight, right? No, 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 no. This is team's different from last year's team. Yeah. I said, Greg, they've been losing this game for 40 years. They're going to lose tonight. They beat you, uh, LSU. They weren't supposed to. This is what UCLA does. They lose this game. You saw how it ended. To be it, honest. It was a catastrophe. This is what they you do. You hit it on the head. <laughs> like No, you, you really hit it on the head. Like, I could sit here and try to I even did this this is going to bother you ready this this part's going to bother you a uh-huh. little bit I even went out of my way to say well, well let's just see who has Fresno State played so far this year Oregon they played Oregon they played them tough they played at Oregon and lost and they lost by a touchdown right 31-24 but they lost that's a good loss in my book <laughs> for Fresno State it is a good Fresno loss Fresno State at Oregon <laughs> yeah, for Fresno State um, but the reality is when UCLA needed a win for their program, needed a win for the Pac-12, needed a win just to continue to potentially put themselves in top 10 in the country. What do they do? They did something that you said right after they lost against LSU. That's what you uh, That's what you named off. 
Don't do it. This is what UCLA does. We just lost another big one. This is Don't what do we do. Come on, man. We are UCLA, and we lose games that matter after we Check. win one that we shouldn't. <laughs> this is what they do. Which I've never one, been which happier one do to I, be right. Which one was better? If I had to compare the SC versus the UCLA, <laughs> the fight song that you kind of sing in the background, uh-huh. I'll go USC. SC was... SC, you were in a you were on a roll. I mean, you were you were ready to hallucinate during the USC. Let one. me let me try it again. Okay, let me try it again. I told you this was gonna happen. This is what they do. They show up on a Saturday and then they blow it a week later. We do this every single time. We play a team that we should beat. We lose, we blow it, and then we don't matter, and we go to the Aloha Bowl. Oh, man. That was pretty good. That was actually really good. <laughs> and the Aloha Bowl. That was the right bowl well, to pick. I, so I think I've put I think I put my finger on it. I think the reason that UCLA likes to make sure that they end their season in September mm-hmm. is so that they can make their reservations for that December twenty sixth game in Honolulu. That's kind of their standing spot. Well hey guys, how we'll, about we'll take the Aloha Bowl? How about they were up? <laughs> 37-33 with 54 seconds left to go. By the way, can I just say this? Let's mm-hmm. put UCLA aside for a second. You and I talked about how much we love those 7:30 kickoffs, 7:45 kickoffs. Why do we love them? Because we don't have to watch them. They're just there. <laughs> right. They're there if we want it, right? Uh-huh. This just happened to be UCLA Fresno State. They gave up 75 yards. You didn't just need a field goal. You needed a touchdown. 75 yards in 54 seconds. That game kept going back and forth. The uh, the quarterback for uh, Fresno State was at Jake Kaner. Yeah. Uh, I want to just look here. 400. How many yards did he? How many how many yards did he throw for? Plenty. A thousand. Enough. 1500 yards. I think he had 1500 yards. Nine like, touchdowns. Like you said, they need to go the length of the field. They have a minute to do it, and they have to score a touchdown. They have to score a touchdown. And it's just like, you you know what's going to wrong. happen. I could be wrong on this. I could be wrong. I don't even think they used their timeout. <laughs> I think they had one timeout. I don't think they needed it. Does. it. If they needed to, they would have. If they didn't, they did it. This was one of those chip killings. Can we just leave now? Can, can we just, we'll take the L. Do we have to watch it happen in slow motion? By the way, do you watch this, this they when they show those games and the camera? When it's one thing to go to the student section when your squad wins, when you're about to rush the field. How about when they go to the student section when they're just shocked that they're about to lose? You see the look on everybody's face? Yeah, it's the same look I saw in 2020, in 2019, in 2018, in 2017, in 1984, 1983, 1975. Take, take this is uh, what we do. We blow the game. That's an easy one. How about SC? SC looked pretty good. And that means that SC is even dumber than I thought. I'll explain that. Plus, the Dodgers, Al, the Dodgers, two out of three. It looks pretty good, only it doesn't look pretty good. We're down to 12 games to go. we got a lot of Dodger baseball as well. It's all coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, I, I, I look, I'm a Rams fan. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I'm a big Rams fan. Mm-hmm. I want the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. I want the winning answer to be Rams mm-hmm. 58, somebody else three. That's yep. what I. That's what yep. I want. Yep. But that you're preoccupied with a week three game at SoFi yeah, over a million dollars. Giving away a million dollars. But anyways, um, Bucks, Rams this weekend tickets. Yeah, it's great. No, don't get me wrong. That is a great prize unless the 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 under headline. What's yeah. that? Sub headline. That's yeah. what it is. It's under headline. That's pretty bad grammar. The sub headline is, and you could win a million dollars. Put that part on the side. Okay, so I got uh, just real quick, Al. Yeah. Make sure you're listening to us all day long. Mm-hmm. At some point, we're going to tell you when you need to call. You're going to need to be a specific caller. And if you are that caller, not only will you win those tickets, but you will win a chance to get a million bucks. You way, need to listen all day long. That's amazing. Rams-Bucks game this weekend. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding on this one. That's, oh, oh it's the you first time downplaying the million again. You know, it's the first time Tom Brady will have played in Los Angeles. That's so weird. That's so big. Well, I mean, what is this in, is his twentieth year. I guess yeah. the first fifteen years he wasn't right. There wasn't there a was team no here, team, and then it just the scheduling hasn't happened that way. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to throw a scenario. Tell me a worse scenario than this. I'm flying back yesterday from Seattle. Okay, okay. So I, I don't know where you stand on this. If I said, "What's the worst seat on a plane? Worst seat? Like you can't get a worse seat than this." What do you think it is? Do you have Do you have an immediate answer? Yeah, it's middle seat, far last last row, right by the bathroom. Okay, middle seat. Then technically, I wasn't in the worst seat on the plane. <laughs> okay, I sent you a photo yesterday. <laughs> Describe what the photo is. Well, okay, so I get a tag. Ding! I look yep. at my phone. Oh, this Al- is post game of Al- the Rams. Yep. Alan Sliwa has texted you. I'm thinking, okay, I know, I know. Al's coming back. Maybe he wants to talk about the show. And I look at it, and it's a photograph. And at first, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, Alan's quite takes a second. And all it is is the picture of the lavatory door yeah. at the back of the airplane. Okay, that's it. So. The reason why it was so close, because you can be like, hey, Al, this doesn't give any context to what this shot is, because that's my seat that I'm taking the photo from. So I can't back up any further. I can't. That's how close. I could wash my hands from the seat yesterday. <laughs> At least you had the aisle, I guess. All right. So this is the scenario that played out. You know how you were saying a couple of days ago that you and your wife will go to a movie. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a seat in between, like the true gentleman that you are. I you like won't to, like to okay. You want a little wings. space. Yeah. You want a little space. <laughs> so this um, this flight was full. Alaskan Airlines full. Coming back to L.A. Coming back to Burbank. So we're both in two middle seats, one row apart from each other. So I said, "All right, I'm going to go to the counter. I'm going to see if we can get a seat right next to each other." The only seat we could get next to each other was going to be either I'm six (laughs) rows back from the end or I'm all the way back. The final, you know, you can't you you can't put your seat back. And I decided as the true gentleman I am, we're going to sit together and we're going to sit all the way in the back. She's the middle. You gave, but you gave her the middle. Well, so I, you're only like a partial gentleman. Well, because I don't think she wants. She doesn't want the aisle. Okay. I, okay, I'd rather be in the middle than be able to open the door for anybody that comes into the restroom. <laughs> it might be true. You might not be wrong about that. Yeah. So I I'm officially went through the world. Way. Actually, it wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought it'd be worse. Now, granted, I heard 39 <laughs> flushes in the span of Look, an hour yeah, or so. I but and yeah. I don't need those people queuing up by the door, yeah. and now they're going to want to have a conversation. And I was waiting for them to say that tomato juice. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Leave me, oh, that, leave, leave me out of your bathroom stuff. By the way, that is the worst when everybody, three, four people get up, and now they're just all standing around right next to you. Everybody is standing around next to you. They're having full-on conversations. <laughs> just trying to... 
just trying to get to get home. Yeah, just trying to get just home. Just trying to get home. All right, SC wins big. 45 to 14. 45 to, unanswered, yeah. Got, got off to a weird start, right? 45 unanswered. You're like, oh boy, SC is were they are they really this bad? And then they just went off. The backup quarterback, Jackson Dart, comes in, Keaton Slovis gets hurt, and he just absolutely lights it up and looks like a really talented kid. Mm-hmm. Two things. Number one, a team usually gets the dead cat bounce, right? They that they, 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 you fire the coach and the team just bounce. They they, they sure. little bounce in your step, a yep. little let's go, let's go. A show different them. voice in the locker room, absolutely, yep. mm-hmm. absolutely. So that they won the game was not a huge surprise to me. That they looked the way that they did, there was a moment of yeah, there we go. That looks like SC football, and then very quickly replaced by. What were these guys thinking? Mm-hmm. How does a team go from looking like it looked against Stanford to looking like it looked against Washington State? Because Washington State and Stanford are about the same, right? They're, they're, neither one of those teams are going to threaten to win the conference. Neither one of those teams are going to go to a big-time bowl game. These are mediocre, middle-of-the-road to back-into-the-road Pac-12 schools, and SC look like two different teams. But because Clay Helton is a really nice guy and a guy that you'd like to go have, a, you know, a grilled cheese and an iced tea with. Yeah, we're going to let him sit there for years and let this thing rot because you saw what what it looked like when there was some emotion. You saw what it looked like when there was some passion in this team, and this is what needed to happen a long time ago. I guess I'm glad it finally happened out, but as I'm watching, I'm thinking to myself. Why did we have to go through two years of that other thing when this was waiting to be busted out? I'll pump the brakes for a second because I think you said something that's perfect. This was this week there was going to be raw emotion. It's going to be a new voice. It's going to be somebody else that you're playing for. It's going to be it's going to be different than it has been with Clay sure. Helton. So I, I I'll say this. They got three games before a big one coming up in late October. So kind of explain what I mean. You got Oregon State, you got Colorado terrible you got Utah eh. those three games uh I, I think we need to kind of see how they perform over these let, let me I'll play a hypothetical for you they're two and one right now let's say they win all three of those games and they might because the Pac-12 stinks okay so they're five and one so now all of a sudden October 23rd you play Notre Dame you're at Notre Dame mm-hmm. you know kind of almost the way we talk about with the Rams where you just want to see more games let them get some good competition let's see what happens sure I want to. You're. You know. You're saying this is why USC gets it all wrong. Why didn't you do this earlier? They beat Washington State. They scored 45 unanswered. I do like this. This quarterback potential duel. Uh, this is Dante Williams, the coach, the interim coach now for USC. Says every day, every position of everybody on this team, it's always a battle. I love this quote of him saying. I'm not guaranteeing anybody anything. You want it? Go get it. That was Pete Carroll's mantra for his entire time at SC. We're going to compete every day. That the hardest thing that these guys have to do is keep their own job and practice. That the game should be easy. That we're going to compete every single practice, every single day. Nobody's spot is guaranteed. And the second that I think you're better than the guy that's in there right now, you're going in. That'll create some... some uh, momentum that'll create some desperation that'll create some sense of you know what just because i'm here doesn't mean i get to keep it okay so i i don't know how sc fans would feel about this but every win you get this season trav if, if let's just say usc decides we're not making a decision until this season is over let the season end we're going to play out we have our interim head coach with uh with dante williams and then at the end of the year let's see maybe there's some other coaches available that we have some interest in every win you get 
And this is why I'm saying, let's see how the next three weeks play out. I think it'd be a very fascinating story to see if all of a sudden USC starts turning things around. And if they do, then I think it leads more into your point that you made that I don't know if SC has a direction. I think they kind of go with the wind a little bit here. Here's It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. It wasn't so much that they scored 45 points and crushed Washington State, which was nice. Nice to see. It was the bounce, Al. It was the 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 fly around. However, you want to characterize that sense of urgency, that sense of let's go beat somebody. That with SC before it was, well, let's see what happens today. You know, let's hope that it doesn't go bad. Let you know, let's just see. Let's be careful. Let's not do this. There was no. We're about to come out here and put it on you. Mm-hmm. That's what those SC teams did with Pete Carroll. That's what really good... Alabama's not going out there to see what happens next. Ohio State's not going out there, hey, I hope we have a good day. It's no, how many are we going to beat these guys by? And and look, I get it. Washington State stinks, but they had that vibe. USC had that vibe, especially in the second half of how badly can we pound these guys, and it was really refreshing to see it. Well, like I said, that's one week. Let's see what happens here over the next few weeks for USC, and uh, there's your top 25 right there. You got... I mean, isn't this amazing? Kind of, you just think about it. UCLA losing that game against Fresno State. Well, USC, obviously. That was obvious. <laughs> you need to listen to me. 54 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They got to give up a touchdown. Never a doubt. They never use their timeout. Never I don't think they use their timeout. I, well, I got to They didn't need her. to. They didn't need to. They're going to win. Save it. Was, it. No matter which, they, they could have called four straight quarterback sneaks and it would have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's just how those things were going to go. All right, we need to get into the Dodgers a little bit, Al. We need to talk about what happens at the end of the line. What do you do with that pitching? Because you and I are on very different pages going into uh, the last 12 games of the plus, season. Plus, plus, it's still a game. Still sitting here a game back. I want your, your latest in the uh, – I want your latest as far as do you think the Dodgers – will win the division. This is something we've done every couple of days, and now we're that much closer to the season ending. Get your opinion on that as well. You got it. It's all coming up. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Got a chance at a million bucks coming up later on today. Al, make sure that you're listening. We'll uh, we'll explain it to you coming up a little bit later on, but you want to pay attention because not only do you get the, the, the grand prize in Alan Sliwa's eyes of the Rams. Bucks Rams on Sunday at 125. But you also win a chance to uh, win a million bucks. So that's that's pretty good, too, if you're into that sort of we'll thing. We'll do uh, some type of trivia, Trav. Get people to make sure they know what the hell is going on in football, and then they oh, got their chance to win. Trav and Slee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Very quick before we get to the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. 
The NFC West is seven and one. The only game that they've lost was the Seattle game to Tennessee yesterday in overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. In overtime, and it does feel like maybe the Rams and 49ers have separated a little bit from Seattle and Arizona. Arizona got very lucky to avoid losing that game, but this division is going to be right down to the wire. I think three teams out of this division make the playoffs for sure. There's an outside shot at four, but who wins that division? This is going to week 16, 17, 18. So Rams take care of obviously the Colts and the Bears. Niners beat the Lions and the Eagles those are their two games that they got Mm -hmm. Arizona took care of um, Tennessee and the Vikings and that Tennessee game Tennessee turns around and looks like a much better win now wins at at Seattle yesterday so yeah Seattle got one win against the Colts and then lose to the uh, Titans there's okay real quick before we go to the Dodgers have you seen anybody in the NFL through two weeks to go, that team right there, that team's awesome? There's some teams that look good, but I haven't seen anybody that makes me go, okay, that feels like the team to beat after two weeks. So knee-jerk, you would say Tampa, but I think you even mentioned it too. Fourth quarter of that game. It was close. A couple turnovers, then it made it look a lot worse than it really was. Boy, can I just give the Rams a little bit of credit here real quick? Sure. The Atlanta Falcons have never been the same since blowing that Super Bowl. No, they have not. They they have they went from understandably so. They went from mm-hmm. hey, we got a quarter to go before we win our first championship in history mm-hmm. to they're one of the worst teams in the league and and have been since then. It's just completely come apart. The Rams lost a Super Bowl. Now maybe it wasn't blowing a a, mm-hmm. a 25 point lead the way that Atlanta did it, but they lost the Super Bowl. They came back next year, didn't have a great season, but very quickly rebounded after that. That again, that's an organizational structure that allows you to win. Go ahead and say it. Say it. no, just I listen, take your time. I know this is kind of a little tough one for you, but you know, it, it's you win some, you lose some. Go ahead and say. I can't think of anything that I lost this weekend. It's very hard. Go go ahead and say, I'm the baseball guy. Who? Who is? Taylor? Emily? I am the baseball Alan guy. Alan Explain yourself. I don't think that's true, but go ahead. We were having a Make conversation. Make a case for yourself. A week and a half ago, mm-hmm. you get one game. Mm-hmm. Who's going on the mound? Right. Scherzer or Bueller? Yeah. I, I will say this. Scherzer's been so freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, honestly, so ridiculous for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, you know he hasn't given up an earned run since August 21st? Yes, I didn't know that. 37 straight innings. It's pretty good. In that stretch, opponents batting 114, which, by the way, Bellinger would look like an all-star <laughs> in Not front really. of... Not really. That's about what he's been hitting in no, the he's, same time. It's like 158 oh, to 114. Oh, You're oh, looking oh, at oh, this oh. like, this guy... Hey, a little respect. Cody's hurt. He, he's He's hurt now. So you can't you can't use him anymore. Nine starts as a uh-huh. Dodger, .78 ERA, seventy nine strikeouts, seven walks. He's got the best ERA in baseball. He's going to win another Cy Young. I, I just throw all that out. Um, how ridiculous is Max Scherzer? He has been so. Tim Kirkjian said this over the weekend because I, I think Emily asked us this question one morning. Like, is this the best deadline acquisition ever? And mm-hmm. I think my response at the time was, it certainly feels like it. But I, I think can't. the only argument was Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, mm-hmm. and and I don't just if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't remember a whole bunch of them. So maybe I'm forgetting one that's pretty obvious. Uh, Randy Johnson going to the Astros certainly on the list. But I heard Tim Kirkjian say it over the weekend that no, this is by far no, it's Buster only. That's what it was. Say this is by far and away mm-hmm. the greatest deadline acquisition ever. And you're right. I could do the thing where I still argue because I said Bueller a couple of weeks ago. It's been made very clear. It's it's Max Scherzer in a one-game playoff, a wild-card situation for sure. That being said, I think everybody needs to really calm down about the Walker-Bueller thing. That Hey, what's going on? Nothing's going on. He had a bad game against the Giants. Other than that, he's fine. 
He's fine. His his whip is still under one. His ERA is 2.3. His strikeouts per nine is still ridiculously high. Everything is fine with Walker Bueller. Deep breaths, people. So I, I get what you're saying, and I think you're right about that, but I think it's also say that, look, look at Bueller his last few starts. Lost a key game to the Giants. Lost a key game to the Cincinnati Reds. Gave There's up a three difference runs. between those two, though, Al. You're, you're right, but he gave up six runs. He gave up three runs. That game against the Padres, I think he got a no decision. All I'm saying is it's okay to have the conversation of Walker Bueller at, you know, a month ago, I would have told you, okay, it's a no question, guarantee, throwing the ball, you're walking away with a W. He's had a couple hiccups that he's been he's so great. He's had one. I, I'm not going to, no. The, the Cincinnati game was not a hiccup. He gave up three runs. He gave, he gave up three up, runs. They lost 3-1. They gave up one meaningful hit. It, it was not the, – the Giants' performance, you look at it and say, hey, what's going on? He walked a bunch of guys. They hit him really hard. You're thinking that was – this was just the rub of baseball once in a while. He didn't pitch poorly. He didn't – I mean, what you're looking at, 3-1, to one, he left the game. This is like saying the guy loses 1 to nothing. You know, well, he lost. He lost. He didn't he – didn't, I'm looking at the way he pitched. He didn't pitch poorly. He has set himself for such a standard. True. That you – find ways to whenever it's whenever you're below his standard you poke you say wait a minute that's walker bueller bueller doesn't lose it happens i like i I don't want to make it sound like you know the conversation we were having a couple weeks ago a week and a half ago was you have a one game 163rd game you starting scherzer or you starting bueller and i think we would both agree that scenario plays out today today you're starting max scherzer of course i i'm not sitting here trying to make a case i mean if you look at if if we took Ureas and you took at what he's kind of what he's done his whole body of work throughout the season or even over the last month you could say he's been more reliable over the last three four starts than Bueller but that's a little ridiculous too because mm-hmm. it's Walker Bueller you're just looking at what he's done lately yeah, well I, I I'm gonna try this one more way sure, the 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 reason the decision has gone from take your pick and I'll take Walker Bueller and you can have Scherzer and let's go and see what happens to I think everybody would agree that it's it's Max Scherzer has nothing to do with Walker Bueller. It's that it has Scherzer, something to do with him. No, I don't think it does. I think Scherzer has gone to such a level where he's mm-hmm. basically unhittable. I do not feel one iota different about Walker Bueller today than I did two weeks ago. Not not even a little bit. I have absolutely no change in my view of Walker Bueller, which is put it to you this way. Let's say in a they go to game one sixty three. Giants and Dodgers, one game, Max Scherzer's yep. on turn, he's ready to go, mm-hmm. and they lose one to nothing. Okay, now you're into a. Hey, we got to fight for our lives. Still feel great and in Walker, a wild you, card. You, with let's Walker go. Bueller. I love. I love my chances of winning one. I of just those put Udeus in in the wild yeah, card. You're, uh, you're, you want to send him to Oklahoma City? <laughs> have him work on a few things. Make sure that he's he's not. I just. Uh, in I a get. Bad spot. I got sent down to AAA for making the decision. <laughs> but what's so crazy about it is, let's say that happens. Yeah. Right. Scherzer loses one sixty three. Yep. Bueller wins the wild card. Mm-hmm. You go into the opening round of the playoffs. Your first two pitchers. Urias Julio Urias and Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw. This is it, is it just me? Really is well. it just me? And I know we got Ashley coming up, but is it just me? Yeah, does do. do you feel like Urias doesn't get as much love as he should? Is that just me? Mm. I th- well, I think I think it's both. I think he gets the respect that he deserves, but I think he gets lost in the shuffle of the embarrassment of riches that the Dodgers have because of Scherzer, because of Bueller. But I don't think anybody's looking at Urias as a guy that's kind of along for the ride. He's did John Smoltz get lost, lost behind Maddox and Tom Glavin? Not really, but he was behind Maddox and Glavin. He's so good. He's fantastic, and the conversation is so minimal on him. That's what I mean. Like, it just it's unfortunate that. 
um, you're right. There, you got so many of these other unbelievable players that he's not showcased enough. Does going 2-0 and guarantee a playoff spot? The Raiders are probably hoping so. That's coming up at 10.55, but up next... <laughs> What's that? What is Slee. that? What kind of a laugh? Ask Slee, Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. The people are fired up today, Al. There's some good Ask Slee. Let's start with our pal Hector, and Hector says, "Does Slee pronounce Julio Urias's name wrong just to piss me off?" Hashtag Ask Slee. Urias. 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 Yes. Julio. The Urias. accent is over the middle syllable. Say it again. Urias. Urias. Yes, the high part's in the middle. Urias. Got it. And I had Jorge teach me that like 10,000 different times because I couldn't get it right either. So I'm not rubbing it in too bad. Oh, no, Urias. no. That's, that's Urias. What did you usually say? Urias? I think so. I think so. Now I'm going to get it wrong. Now, I'm, now I'm already thinking Do of what you, I used to say. So that's one of those things that I could look at it 10,000 times yeah. and I'm still going to get it wrong. Is that you for Urias? I think it is, because it took Giannis Attentacumpo about 14 years to get that one. I got to get this one. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. Um, please confirm what you hand out to kids on Halloween. Are you a chocolate guy, mini bag of pretzels, Skittles, needful deets, hashtag ask Slee. Oh, you just go buy. I mean, it's already everything's already done for you. <laughs> you just you go, go buy the grocery those, store? You go buy that mix of candy. Yeah, got which everything one, Which it. one are you getting? Because there, not all, they're not all the same. With all you can get the Snickers one, which is high levels. You could get the off-brand one, which has got like some almond joys and, no, and you, Yorks in there. You, you got to go with the good ones. You got to go with because if you get stuck with, are you a Tootsie Roll guy? It's, yeah, but it's not at the top of my list. But yeah, I'll eat a Tootsie Roll. I What's mean, wrong with that? Do you just remember that as a kid? I'm like, why do I have 97 Tootsie Rolls <laughs> no. and I don't have one Snickers in here, one M&M package? The, the, the raisins are the ones that make you want to start egging someone's house. Like you're giving me raisins, really? I, my mom will give me raisins on a Tuesday for no reason. I don't need raisins from you, Smith how, family. How awful was it, too, when they, you know, you got two different types of people on Halloween. You either got the family that lets you, hey, go ahead, here's the here's the big bucket of candy. Put your hand in and grab and put it in your bag. Or you have the one where they actually put it in your, like they're the ones grabbing one piece of candy and putting it Here, in. My go-to move is ding dong, trick or treat, and I take a handful out of the bucket into your bag, into your bag, and I'm going big. That's the way I'm to do it. A big, That's the way to do anybody, it. I don't need you touching my bowl, Scrappy. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll do this myself. But the way to do it is at least it's more than one. A lot of people oh, literally yeah. pick one piece no, of, get, it's a, here's a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> you're Go get, about your day. You're going to get three or four fun-sized candy bars from the Rogers household. All right. This is relevant due to your travel schedule they like to ask you travel questions i yep. like this a lot yep. this is from joey jojo jr shabadoo shabadoo uh is sliwa one of those guys that claps when the plane lands <laughs> what is that okay well wait, wait, wait no just help me understand it because i've been i've been on you know planes where and i just kind of look around i'm like what are we doing <laughs> You clap for your Uber driver? No. Well, okay. You, you, we've all had one, right? You've all had that one Uber driver who scares the you know what of out course. of you that he's Absolutely. running yellow lights. Hundred percent. Way too fast. Yep. And, and he doesn't know how to get where you're going. I'm, I, how do you not know? <laughs> but when you get to your destination, do I like, exit here? Goodness. Why? You're asking me if I if you exit here? <laughs> thank goodness I'm out of this car. Yeah. The only time. I've been around where the, they land when the or they clap when the plane lands. Okay. Is if that plane has been bucking all over the sky for let three me tell hours. You, let me tell you something. <laughs> I don't do that, but I'll tell you what I do do. 
when you're on your way, you're walking, you already got your luggage, and you're you know starting to leave the plane, quick thank yous to a couple of flight attendants on your way out. If you see the pilot, thank you, and you kind of keep your go, you keep it going from there. But to just clap because we were on Southwest Airlines, I. I don't know. I, I just—is it just me? Maybe a long, long one. It makes not, sense. Not no, a, a rough one. Like when you have to go through all that turbulence and the guy gets you through it. That's the one. Yeah, he might be right. On that. <laughs> all right. Here's G Fish Twenty One. Alan, can you confirm it was Chris Morales's birthday this past weekend? I can't seem to find anything on social media mentioning it. Hashtag Ask Slee. <laughs> Morales went forty-eight hours. He was up for forty-eight straight hours. Just. Partying like a madman. Well, look when you're when you're live your life like Chris, you never know how many birthdays are around the corner. So you got to make sure that you take take advantage of them. And he on purpose uh, <laughs> logged out of all his social media accounts. He actually deleted them all. Uh-huh. He does that every year, every year around his birthday. He wants no evidence. <laughs> are you? A, it's my birthday, guy. No, I like you a little more right now. Just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. How do you do that? Like do what? what? Like. What do you? How do you start a conversation on your birthday and telling somebody it's your birthday? I, I, I don't know. I've never done it. I don't know. Emily, find out when Travis's birthday is. I'll tell you when it is. When I, is it's, it? it's in November. November what? Twenty second. Okay. Yeah. Keep that one in mind. But I, you, I guarantee you, if you forget, you're not going to remember. If well, that no, we're going to have sense. a celebration. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a celebration. <laughs> Here's one for you. Uh, has Slee ever called a bookie, and do you know what laying a few dimes means? That's from Big E, hashtag Ask Slee. Um, I've never called a bookie. No, I've never called a Did bookie. Did you not have the guy in your dorm who would, would take bets? I made a bet one time. I can't remember if I told this story. Did, did I tell the story about the Yankees and the uh, Detroit game, the Tigers game? I had a cousin of mine that thought because I watched Sports Center and I knew, you know, I enjoyed sports. He thought I was all of a sudden a gambling expert. <laughs> Jimmy the Greek. He was like, <laughs> he's like, hey Al, you watch Sports Center all the time, right? We should gamble. That was his what like justification. Um, I remember, and I did it through him, but he did it through somebody. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Let's just say um, it's a good thing that I, I I did not take that as a trait. Do you know what a few dimes means? I'm assuming. You're right. Stacks. Yeah. 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 A grand. A dime. Yeah. Right? That's how it goes. Yeah. You should you should put down a few dimes on one of your sports interviewing. Hundred percent. No, I'm all over the Bengals Browns game this upcoming weekend. Okay. One more here. This is from Laker Metropolis. Is Slee the kind of guy who folds on a good hand or a go all in on a bad hand guy? Hashtag ask Slee. All right, if I had to pick between the two, I'm definitely a fold on a good hand. <laughs> I think I could yeah, definitely that. a fold on a good hand. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're all in. Yeah, you got you got uh, two seven queen. What do you mean all in? Uh, and it's not convincing either. <laughs> you know, if I do that all in, I might be sweating a little bit. <laughs> what is the proper way to peel a banana? Hashtag Ask Slee. The proper way isn't there only one way? No, there's two, and one's better than the other. I, by the way, this is my favorite uh, thing. Is this I, is it, is one way breaking it? No, it's the top or the bottom. Right? No, no, no. Yeah, there's more than one way then. Because well, there's break the it top. Half. Yeah, but who you could also it break half. it in half? That, that's no. Has anybody ever opened a banana that way? Yes. You just snap it <laughs> in half in the half. middle. Hundred percent half. I haven't opened it like that, but I've definitely cut my banana in half cut and then peeled it in the middle. You don't break it open like you're, you know. <laughs> I've definitely done that. It's like a pinata. <laughs> no, it, the, you know, not the part that has definitely the stem. not the bottom. I'm the stem. No, no, but the stem, right at the bottom. If you just pinch it, all four pieces open up. That's how monkeys open it. 
I saw it. And I'm like, it's brilliant. I, well, they, never, why have I not watched a chimp open a, a open a banana before? I've never known that before. It, it's uh, you just pinch it. You don't think beginning you kind of pull and snap and yeah, yeah, get it. no. And just sometimes little soft little pinch. All four pieces open up. It's brilliant. Okay. That's the correct way to open a banana. All right, the Raiders are two and zero. The Rams are two and zero. Has anybody really separated themselves from the pack? That's coming up. It is Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN and.